0: Hi everyone and welcome to talking it out about sorry for, for such the long oh words have gone already. Sorry for the long break. Um life has kind of got in my way, unfortunately, as I'm sure everyone experiences, but we are back and I've got lots of amazing people that want to come on and talk about all things F and D and everything in between. Um so I'm very fortunate to have Claire with me today. So welcome to the podcast, Claire. Hi how are you doing? Good thank you how are you? Yeah I'm not too
1: bad excited to (laughs) talk
0: about it. (laughs) That's good we like it when people are excited to come on and chat to us so um, how about we just start from the beginning with you so tell us a little bit about your kind of journey with FND. Yeah um,
1: probably the same with everyone else it wasn't the smoothest start (laughs) Um, I was actually I'm just at one and a half ago, um, and I I just collapsed at work, um, hmm. and I I thought maybe I just hadn't had enough to eat or drink that day. Do you yeah. know I'm always like running at hundred and ten percent and forgetting my lunch breaks, whatever, um. But then they took me into hospital, and the next thing I knew, you know, I was in there for about two weeks, um, and it was during like sort of COVID as well, so it was just on my own and. <laughs> I was just getting tests on here, there, everywhere. And I was saying, gosh, what's going on with me? I only collapsed at work. Um, and then they came out and they diagnosed me with MS. So I was oh, like, wrong. okay. Um, wow. So that was like a lot to process. And it was all within sort of space, like two weeks. And I was in there by myself. So just on the phone, with my mum, like, ah, they're saying I've got MS. Like, mm. you know, I just collapsed at work and now I've got this like wrong condition. Mm. Um, so then, yeah, they said that I had that. Um, and then I remember... Just like the, like the being up in the neurology ward and stuff, and them all like coming in, talking to me, saying all different things, and then they, so a, a second sort of neurologist came in like a day later, and then they were basically saying that oh we don't think it is MS.
0: Um, that must that must have been so incredibly difficult because you've been you've collapsed at work. That's tra- that's traumatic on its own. Mm-hmm. Then you've been told you have MS, which is 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 such a big condition. And then to be told the next day you don't have it, that really <laughs> yeah. hard for you to like keep up with. Oh, absolutely. Do you know, my brain
1: was just, I didn't know what to think at that point. So then I was like, okay, so I don't have that. And then they just kind of left it with, we don't really know what you've got just now. Um, and then they put me on like gabapentin and stuff like that for like epilepsy and like nerve treatments. And then really I was sure. like, do I have epilepsy since you put me on that? And they just, it was kind of like trial and error, but then... It was maybe like a week later. Um, I had a physioist come in, and then they then told me that I had this FND. Hmm. Um, and I think for the first like you know few months, I kind of just I didn't really believe it because I was expecting them just to turn around to me again and be like, oh, actually it's it's not this. Yeah. It's-
0: because I'd already been told you know two different things so which is which is completely understandable I think that's that's uh, like especially in your case you've been pushed and pulled between different diagnoses, and then all of a sudden they go oh no it's this one and you're like but is it are you <laughs> on <to Yeah>. <laughs> this was... one or is it going to change in like a week's time so that's completely understandable that you were like oh I don't know whether to like accept it or not
1: yeah, no, absolutely. But they they sent me home after pretty quickly. Actually, after they um, diagnosed with FND, they were happy just you know send me home. Yeah. Um. So that was when you know. I- it's probably mixed emotions you know everyone will feel the same once you get a diagnosis you're like oh finally you know like they're stopping the test and they find what's wrong with me now they can treat me but then mm. <laughs> with FND it's not um, it's, it's a slightly different
0: <laughs> slightly different beast isn't it FND it has its own it has its own rule book and no one no one's allowed to see the rule book
1: <laughs> oh absolutely um but honestly like I've found the best help is literally from other people that have FND you know like joining FND hope and just yeah. sort of that's what helped me to start like accepting it Was just you know knowing that you're you're not crazy and you're not going through <laughs> these long because it can be quite hard you know at the start with doctors and things and I don't know about yourself like I, I just felt like it was quite a lot of trying to get over that it's in your head kind of thing do you know and you were like mm. how is this psychological do you know when I'm having such real physical like effects yeah to my body so that took quite a lot to like get over but I've just sort of just been researching myself, and then you know yourself. The longer you have it, you start sort of learning your own symptoms and knowing what yeah. they are.
0: Yeah, completely. And you're still only what a year in, really. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're you're still quite new into into it, and that's not to distract from any of the work you've put in. But like like you said, the longer you have it, the more you can kind of learn oh actually like the color purple doesn't do me any favors that is that is something that that I find difficult for example I don't know why I went to purple That was such a random thing to go Um, (laughs) I totally know what you mean though there's nothing even purple in front of me so I don't know where I pulled that from um but you do learn those little little things that uh, I'm kind of that other people may not find challenging or (laughs) difficult or triggering and all of a sudden you're like oh hang on like why am I finding, like, tomatoes triggering? Like, what, what, what is it about tomato that causes me to have some sort of physical response? Yeah. Um, and it can be such a fickle mistress. It does its own thing. It's pretty difficult. But I agree, <laughs> like, the longer you have it, the more you can kind of understand it and you can kind of walk alongside it instead of mm-hmm. it leading you. That's how I, t- I try and view it now. Like, instead of the FND taking me for a walk we're going out on a walk together and I can kind of like step in front of it sometimes because I kind yeah. of know well it's gonna do not always that doesn't always work um <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> nice of of sorry what was that
1: I was just saying that's a nice way of thinking about it um one of my previous psychologists had sort of tried to say something similar you know she was like to me that like, you need to stop thinking it like, you're going to get rid of this condition, and go yeah. away, and it's not going to go away, so you can't break up with it. She was like, You need to think of more having a relationship with it, yeah. and I just
0: can work it out and stuff like that. And that's such a hard thing to do, though. Like, like you said, like when you're first diagnosing people, maybe don't use the best language of like, Oh, it's all in your head, like there's nothing wrong. That's really hard to then process and try and have a relationship with someone because you're like, Well, there's nothing wrong. But yeah, I don't, I don't get it you're telling me it's all in my head so therefore that makes me believe it's all made up but I can't walk uh-huh. so it's not made up because I can't walk and you have that internal battle don't you of like well what am I meant to do I'm doing lots of hand actions not that you can see it but I'm doing lots of hand actions here <laughs> to try and make the point um so in terms of your symptoms you collapsed at work mm-hmm. how did yours present
1: um well yeah it all started really sort of abrupt since that day so I collapsed like I said um and then from then I just started I'd always often had little sort of things like pins and needles and arms and legs um mm. before but it never really bothered me um but it was things like that that just started to sort of become progressively worse so the mm. pins and needles and arms and legs would maybe turn into paralysis like I would wake up some mornings and like I couldn't move from like the waist down. Mm. Um, and then, like, that happened, like, in my arms and stuff. And then that just kind of became then... It went into sort of, like, jerking. So, like, my mm. legs would jerk um, on and off. And now, like, you know, I'll get, like, full sort of dissociative seizures and things now. And I lose, like, my speech with them. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost confusing because it was, like... You know, everyone with FND, you know, we don't all have just the same <laughs> symptoms. So, like, even <laughs> when, like... And I found, like, myself anyway, like, when... It, the start you know and you're directed to look at like the the neuro site and things mm-hmm. in a way that almost like made me worse because do you know I only had maybe about five of the symptoms and then all of a sudden I was being told well you can have blackouts you can have seizures you're mm-hmm. gonna get like paralysis or you might get weakness here and then like I don't know if my brain was like like subconsciously like, thinking I'm gonna get these and then I did get some more yeah um so I ended up just like coming away from that and stopping looking at all the symptoms that you can develop because I do think in a way that if you start reading them, you will end up like developing, yeah. I'm not even meaning to
0: yeah completely and I, I kind of had something similar with mine that I lost my walk first
1: mm-hmm. and then
0: about a month later I lost my speech um mm-hmm. but I lost my speech I was having a conversation with my husband and I just couldn't say the letter a that's oh. all it was uh-huh. I couldn't say the letter a and um, so, any word with an A in it did not work, and I couldn't say the letter A, which also removes quite a lot of your words from yeah. your vocabulary. Um, but then, because we suddenly hyper-focused on the fact that I couldn't get this letter out, it then went from me just not being able to say it to like a stutter and a uh, stammer, oh, yeah. and then I lost it completely, and then I lost my speech in a completely different way but it stemmed from that focus on oh my god like I can't see a what what is happening and then it kind of came from that so it was an accidental one so I completely appreciate what you're saying sometimes I think it's good to be aware but equally you can almost accidentally take them on yourself yeah no absolutely
1: no my speech gets like that too it, it almost when I start to lose it it's not like I just when people say that like how do you just go from talking to like no I'm like no mm-hmm. there is like a slower like process I was like you know like it will be like I'll just try and speak and it will just be like I'll stutter stutter and then like mm-hmm. I, it's almost like I stress myself out then because like I'll just try and keep talking because you want to try but then that makes it worse and then it'll just
0: become you just can't talk at all and you're like what's going on so does yours end up in the fact that you won't be able to um communicate in that way at all does that where yours ends up
1: um yeah pretty much um and then I can't speak at all and then like usually with my speech it won't come on its own so that'll come like with a bigger episode whether it be like a more sort of seizure or just like physical jerking all over my body and Mm -hmm. then like after that like I don't know about you you'll maybe have like an episode and then maybe like a week later like your leg will be kind of limping or something like that it's almost like one of the um fall effects of like having a bigger episode um but yeah like it just goes away and the longest I've had it away for I think was like two days um two or three days I think and then I just have to wait until it comes back on its own but I guess that's with any of the other symptoms you know with your paralysis or anything it's it is just a waiting game.
0: It's a really annoying waiting game though isn't it?
1: oh yeah because I mean it's not like you know I don't know about yourself but I work full-time and when you're doing stuff like that it, it can be really challenging because like I hate taking a day off work mm-hmm. but I've had to learn the hard way that I, I need I can't go at the same pace as I, I was yeah. before the diagnosis now because it's just so unpredictable you know and, yeah you know and it, thankfully like my work are quite understanding, it but you know before when uh, trying to explain these things you know you work would see you and on the Monday walking, god I could be running you know and, yeah. I, and then two days later you know if I got the paralysis and I'm phoning in saying I, I can't stand up I can appreciate yeah. why it would sound so like confusing yeah. and almost made up in a way but I think again then that's just one of the things that like, come along with it
0: yeah well, that's amazing though that you're able to work full-time and continue and like you are able to do that and your work is so supportive because quite often I speak to people and they they're unable to work or uh, their work has not been supportive or they don't understand and it becomes really difficult and it becomes another stress and stress and FND are not friends in any way shape <laughs> or form um so it's great that like you're able to work and continue going in and they are being so like understanding and flexible with you that's mm-hmm. really good and that will, I'm sure, be really reassuring to the others that are listening to know that there is someone out there that's able, that does have the speech, does have paralysis and things like that, but is able to work full time. And that will be really reassuring. So thank you for sharing that, um, because I'm sure it'll be really helpful. I'm kind of jealous yeah. that I can't work full time, but, you know, I'm, 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 I'm happy and proud for you that you can. And that's amazing. Yeah. Um,
1: oh so, exactly do you know and I think even we're all just doing great whether we're working or whether we're not do you know and yeah I'm just one of those as cliche as it is like I do just have to take one day as it is you know, yeah. from past experiences and you know losing people you do really just need to appreciate what you've got and I'm yeah. like if I wake up and I'm like okay I've got my legs today then it's a good day I'm walking
0: I yeah <laughs> that's it but that's a really good attitude to have like you just you take it, I, I, I mean, I seem to at the minute be taking mine like an hour at a time because I just don't know what mine's going to do currently. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm just coming off 10 days of being completely unaware of life. Um, so I'm kind of on an hour at a time. But like, that's the, I think that's just a very good way of viewing it. You just take it as it comes. And as hard as it is, try not to find it too scary. Mm-hmm. Because I think when you get scared by it, you you kind of hand over a bit more power to it and then it decides to up its ante a bit because you're like
1: oh no definitely I find that as well
0: it's really hard though isn't it because you kind of like if you wake up one morning and you know you can't use your legs or you can't use your arms that is scary um it would be scary for anyone but then to try for me to sit here and go oh try not to find it scary that that seems a bit ridiculous but I think it's just one of those things you learn to kind of accept that it might happen and yes. you kind of it's not saying that it's right or wrong you just kind of accept that oh well today I'm gonna walk like a zombie like how my husband would describe how I, <laughs> I walk like a zombie I walk like a t-rex with my arms up um so it, it's one of those things and people often say like oh how can how can you just get on with it and I think you just get used to it don't you
1: oh no you do I feel like you. I mean you kind of have no choice but yes. just, like you said you know if I find myself, you know, you do just have days where you do want to kind of give in to it. And, I mean, we, we all have probably. Like, yes. there'll be times where I, I've not moved out of my bed for a week, two weeks, but then you end up, I feel, or me personally, I just make myself worse doing that because it just makes it so much harder at the end of it mm-hmm. to try and get up. So sometimes you do just need to, like, try and power through
0: as much as you
1: don't always want to.
0: And I think the... Um the other kind of stumbling block that you can come across is whilst we might be powering through and we're quite used to the symptoms and how to manage and where our level is
1: mm-hmm.
0: other people don't necessarily have that same level of underst- understanding so like there's that balance isn't there because like I know when I've been bad um, people are like oh you should really just sit down and I'm like well no I'm okay to like wander around, I'm okay to do stuff still. I know where my line is. But then they're like, Oh no, no, just sit, like stop, don't, don't do that, like you're fine. And I'm like, no, no, like I'm good. Like let me just do what I can. Let me alter what I'm doing to fit where I am right now. Is that something you've experienced?
1: oh yeah I do I get that quite a lot and it, it almost makes you feel bad me, anyway, because it'll be like with my partner or with my family and you mm-hmm. know like whether it's like I kind of have to like crawl up the stairs or like sit on them going down and stuff and sometimes yeah. they'll like offer hands and stuff and there'll be days like you said you know where I can do it myself and I'm fine mm-hmm. and they're like no no just here we'll help you because we want to save your energy like if you've got any... and I'm like no like just let me do it myself and then it's mm-hmm. like oh do you not want our help and it's like no like like you said you know those days that you do have that bit of energy like you want to just do it by yourself to be like yes I can because then as well like as much as it's amazing that I've got so much support around being with my family and my partner but at the same time you you don't want to become dependent it's like I've got my crutches there if I need them but I don't try and use them every day because then Mm -hmm. I will become dependent and I don't want my legs thinking you can't walk unless you've got this in your hand it's that almost same similar thing.
0: Yeah, no, that, I think that's, it's just really hard. I can imagine it must be very difficult for people around us, or around those with F&D mm-hmm. who, who have similar things that we've just described. And they're like, but you're crawling up the stairs. and you're like, Yeah, but I can do this. Let me, <laughs> let me crawl up the stairs because it, it means I'm, I'm winning at something. I'm crawling up the stairs. I will make it to the bathroom. I will, I will bring myself a cup of tea, whatever it is. Yeah, That sense of victory and that sense of winning and success and that's even if it is really small it doesn't matter it's that fact that you've been able you feel successful you've although you're having a bad day
1: yeah, you're being
0: successful (laughs) yeah it's something no matter what it might be it is something and you kind of want to keep hold of that and not 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 relinquish it just yet and then on the days where it is really not working you can the support is then there that you can call on and say look it's just not It's just not happening today like I I can't work out how to get up the stairs or I can't work out how to get out (laughs) of the shower whatever it might be like you have then got it there to kind of fall on if you need it but it must be incredibly difficult for those around us to kind of work out where we are and when to step in and when we're just going to tell them no we can definitely do it even if it takes me half an hour I
1: know and I appreciate that like I always think about that and I say that to my family and my, my partner because I do feel bad about it and I don't think many people really talk about the sort of effects they'll have on like carers or things mm-hmm. as well do you know because they all <laughs> my my partner anyway my family they do like struggle sometimes running about after me and then mm-hmm. god then I feel bad I'm like you know I'm not I'm not here to be looked after do you know I'm, I'm trying to like, just get through it myself but I think it was quite good. And obviously, like, you know, FND hope and that done, like, the little sort of carer package and that,
0: that partners and things can read through. Hmm. Uh, I think it's, 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 we've spoken, I think I've spoken about it with my husband on here before. Like, whilst we are the ones going through it and we are the ones diagnosed with FND and have the symptoms, they are also experiencing it mm-hmm. and they are seeing their loved one deteriorate lose ability to do things and that must be very scary and kind of overwhelming from their side to know what the best thing to do is Mm -hmm. um and just trying to like get that balance of dealing with their own emotions linked to the fact they're seeing their loved one go through this i guess it's the same with any diagnosis though seeing your loved one get diagnosed with this condition you you're experiencing their feelings but also they need time to experience their own feelings yeah it's quite difficult to like get that balance between them.
1: I think so and I think as well for for us anyway, um I don't know about yourselves, like the sort of lack of knowledge obviously um in healthcare with F and already mm. um takes its tone. With that, like, you know, my partner has had to step up and, and do quite a lot of the research and help on his own. I mean, even times when I've had, like, big episodes in the house, um, like, I've had seizures or whatnot, because as well, like, I'll fall and I'll, like, bang my head and things mm. like that. Um, And when we've had paramedics out, you know, like, my partner's had to explain to them what FND is. And then mm-hmm. when we've gotten to, um, the A&E's had to do the same there. So it's like yeah. my partner's having to be the one to explain what F&D is, you know, it, it doesn't leave us with much trust with what you are going to do. do. You know, there's times where, like, I was brought into hospital and I was left in a corridor for, like, eight hours. I didn't even oh, get goodness. my blood pressure taken, and then it was just do you want to get a bed in the neuro ward or do you want to go home and sleep? Because it was pretty much, we don't have anyone here, but you can have a bed. So then I was like, well, I'll just go home and be comfortable in my own bed, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah no, completely. It makes it really hard, doesn't it? But like, would this is the thing, because there isn't enough awareness out there of FND in the medical profession, but I don't know how we can raise that profile. I don't know how we can... Spread the word. I know.
1: (laughs) We're always, we're sitting always thinking of this thing as well. And like, that's why we always end up just, I think that's why, you know, we gel so much even talking here. Like it is honestly that the people that, Mm -hmm. and the fellow patients that have helped us the most, like hearing other people's stories and learning what their wee tricks were to stop that happening. And we'd be like, right, we'll give
0: that a go, do you know?
1: But it's like, how how do we get that (laughs) into the the
0: hospitals? Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you transfer that across and I guess really it needs to start with the doctors and people that are in training Mm -hmm. if we can get it in there and add it to some sort of syllabus somewhere then maybe it will trickle through there because then you've got new people coming into the career that have knowledge of it but Mm -hmm. then I guess the argument could be made for lots of other conditions that aren't that aren't kind of well known and things like that so then you end up kind of which ones need to be like put in first and, and then you. like know, it's a really hard balance isn't it um but maybe maybe if anyone's got any wonderful ideas as to how we can do this do let us know so that we can, you know, <laughs> yeah. start that process that would be great <laughs> um,
1: either that yeah. or we all just need to go into like nursing training together and we're all, we'll all just get our degrees <laughs> and, and figure it out ourselves
0: yeah we'll all just go do that and then we can spread the word from our own from doing in the training Go like well I actually have the condition this is what would be helpful like yeah go from that way <laughs> um, we've all committed now i hope everyone's in agreement we are all gonna go and do that um so i wanted to go back to something you said earlier you meant well a couple of things you said i've actually written a little list so i don't forget um you said you had dissociative seizures
1: mm-hmm.
0: can you explain for those who maybe don't know what that is what that looks like for you
1: um, yeah, I mean, obviously, this is just what um, I've been given um, by the doctors. You yeah. might experience different things, but for me, in my seizures, anyway, um, it'll almost start. I can, I can almost feel when they're coming on now, because um, they kind of they start the sort of same way. Um, mm-hmm. I, my body just feels really tense, like for my whole legs and my neck, especially. They feel really tense before mm-hmm. it happens. Um, And then it's almost like, yeah, like my whole body just goes into like, um, almost like a fit looking, like it's just like jittery all over. Um, And like, I just, I can't control it once it gets into that. Mm. What I have to do mainly like, um, is just focus on my breathing all The way through it, usually, like if it happens in the house, or that, like my partner will be there and he kind of just like holds me, um, still in an angle so that I don't like sometimes, like, I'll be sick as well at the same yeah. time. So, to try and not obviously choke on that, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just my whole body sort of goes into like a big fit, um, and I. I I'm conscious usually with most of them sometimes like I'll get like I'll have like a blackout but that comes with FND anyway but yeah I'm usually conscious and I kind of just have to like lie there um and let it happen but yeah like I said I just mainly the whole time I'm just thinking in my head like just keep breathing keep breathing because my throat just feels like so closed up when it happens I don't know if it's because all the stress and because my whole body's tensing and shaking but Um, yeah I usually just have to like just keep focusing on that and then it'll like calm down and then it'll just go from like the full-on sort of seizure back into like slow little jerks again until it's slowly it's just maybe like little twitches here and there and then it'll calm down
0: okay because I so I have part of my fun part of FND Mm -hmm. is I have the I have non-epileptic seizures and I have something sort of like dissociative disorder Mm-hmm. um so I was curious as to whether or not that was kind of where you were coming from um with yours um but it's always interesting to hear like other people's things and it's um when you say you can feel them coming on is that something that's kind of developed over time you've kind of learned your warning sign
1: yeah I've sort of recognized like that sort of tense leg thing do you know what it would do mm. after episodes I would sort of look back and be like right what was I doing and when that was happening I could never yes. Do you know come to a root cause of what I was doing do you know because there'd be sometimes where I'd be stressed and I'd have an episode or I would be in my bed and have one so I couldn't work yeah. out then but I could work out the signs that I was going to get one so I'd be like right if I get that tense feeling like I need to go and sit down somewhere safe because it's going to yeah. happen within like a few minutes of that
0: yeah but that's really good that you know I know with my I'm I haven't I'm gonna jinx it now I'm touching everything <laughs> that I can that's <laughs> wood um I haven't had um, an epileptic seizure in a while, but I know with mine, my warning sign is I get like a, it's always like someone's tickling behind my kneecaps.
1: Uh-huh, That's yeah. my
0: warning sign, and it's a really weird sensation. But mine um, isn't isn't always um, correct, so I might get a warning sign, but absolutely nothing happens, or I don't get a warning sign and I end up on floor. Um, so wow. mine seems to be a little bit more hit and miss. <laughs> it's not it's not as well homed as yours is it? <laughs> um,
1: no i know i'm i mean i'm i was gonna say i'm grateful that I'm, i can tell when it's coming on obviously i'd, I'd wish if we we're wishing for things i wish didn't have it but no it is good that i can at least sort of know when it's coming on and be able to like almost treat myself in a way mm.
0: you can like you can like prepare and then you can prepare like your environment to make sure that you're safe if you are on your own and make sure that you're not going to like bang your head on anything that is sharp or you know fall down my other one is I tend to sit myself on the floor yeah if I choose to sit myself on the floor stuff is going down I'm gonna have some sort of issue in some form because why would I choose to sit on the floor I don't
1: know (laughs) (laughs) it's just easier that way then you're not gonna go flopping about or like bumping your head or arms because like my arms like sort of come up to my chest sometimes and almost like it almost shapes like in like a claw it's the only mm. way I can describe it and like honestly because like, sometimes like after episode it'll just sort of like stay there. Um and you do all sort of things like I'll like hit the walls and stuff. So yeah I'll do that as well. Like just sit down on the floor or just away from or
0: on a bed with like
1: loads of pillows yeah. like, away from things you can hit. <laughs>
0: Completely. So when you when you said, do do your when you've had one, do your hands get stuck in a position?
1: Um I've not had it loaded times but I've had it a couple of times yeah where like my my hands got stuck like once. Mm. Um, after an episode, um, it wasn't like for ages, maybe like a couple of hours. Um mm. and i have get that sort of I've had that like in my foot as well. Like it's almost like it's went into like a cramp and then it yeah. just sort of stayed there. Yes, um, but yeah, like when it happened with my arms, actually I was at home, but it was funny because I remember I was just looking at like it was like a little dinosaur claw and I was just like <laughs> you need to like stop that now. So <laughs> I, like, I can't go Yeah,
0: that, but it's really hard because mine have done, done it quite a few times and I believe there's pictures of me on my uh, social media with my hands in all sorts of weird positions <laughs> where I've got stuck uh the funniest one I think was when I got my fist stuck like like I was about to punch myself in oh the back of the head like that that was quite entertaining but that was out in public so that was an interesting couple of hours um well, just in the wheelchair with my hand behind my head looking like I'm about to punch myself not my finest moment um but it's really hard isn't it when you get stuck and you're like well what what do you do when you're stuck? Yeah. Do you, do you try and, like, open your hand up? Or do you let it kind of ride out? What What do you um, do? Better for a I'm
1: that Oh, I say I'm impatient, but I'm not, I'm almost, I'm just impatient with myself because, like, yeah. do you know when you know, like, you can move your hand and it's just yeah. doing its FND thing, so you're, like, you know it is going to get better, like, mm-hmm. sometimes, like, I will try and, like, force it open or that, but yeah. then it just, yeah, it can, like, hurt or, you know, like, if it isn't a sort of cramp, you know, it can, like, hurt the rest of your arm, so then I'll just, like, sort of give up and let it do its own thing, and then, Usually, like, with the times that I have had anything stuck, I'll be like, I won't notice it coming back. I'll have I've forgotten about it. And I've just given up with it. Like, you can just sit there yeah. and do what you want. And then I'll be doing something. Then I'll just notice that I have, like, moved it slightly again. I'll be like, oh, I'll be like, oh it's coming back now. And I've like, not even actually noticed it coming back.
0: Yeah, do you get really excited when it comes back and go like, oh, it's happening,
1: I can move again. <laughs> I do and then I'm like, look, well, and i pick things up and I'm like, oh, we get excited over such little things. But you no, know, you have to, like, I feel like, praise those little moments because, you know, it is little achievements.
0: Yeah, completely. And I think, I, I'm exactly the same, but I, so my approach with it is I get, so when it happens, I find it really funny. Mm-hmm. So I will laugh and I will yeah. continue to laugh for a little while and then it will start to hurt. And then I ha- I get pe- I like full I get people to like peel back my fingers, uh-huh. put some tissue in the oh, gap yeah. so I'm not cutting into my palm mm-hmm. because I was doing that and it was really sore. So I do I try and get them to like put a big wad of tissue into kind of they can still be yeah. stuck, but they can be stuck in a slightly different position. Um, and then if i get really impatient which has been known to happen i then get people to like work out each finger like <laughs> yeah. can you just move my little finger for me because i'm, I'm it's, it's uncomfortable now and I just need it to move and then if you'd walked past me like people will be literally like wiggling my fingers one by one to try and like loosen them off mm-hmm. because i'm i get i can get stuck for like six seven eight hours so yeah. i'm like i just need it to go away now like Yay. i want to eat or i want i want to go for a week, like I can't use my hands, like this is not okay sorry for no. the overshare um but,
1: no, not like... at all. but I think people don't even realize just those little things that they take for granted you know daily yeah. tasks like going to the toilet you know doing this even getting changed getting out of your bed like yeah. little tasks like that can be so like overpowered and honestly like I had a shower the other day and it was the only thing that I'd done in the day because it just it took that yeah. much energy out of me I was like I'm, I'm gonna have to just sit down now do you know
0: I'm exactly the same especially when I'm really when I'm really struggling washing my hair oh my god it's like I've run a marathon oh yeah I can't can't be it's not even like I've got like my hair is long but not like really crazy long but just washing my hair and having to stand up to wash my hair and then having to get out of the bath to then dry my hair I'm like no (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I don't have energy to function now like sorry I am completely I'm done that was me for the week
1: I'm out (laughs) oh absolutely and then after that you're expecting you know that's just the shiver part but usually that's when you're getting ready to go somewhere and do something and then it's like it can just throw your whole mood in that as well because then you'll you'll still be like no I need to go out like I can't cancel again but then you end up like going out sore and making yourself
0: worse yeah completely and then I'll be like oh and then I lose like the ability to work out what to wear and I'm like what what clothes do i wear what how do i what what do i actually need on my body before i leave my house like i forget like you might need socks but mm-hmm. like like what, what? <laughs> you need socks socks are good socks are good in shoes might mm-hmm. in my opinion. not all shoes but some shoes you need socks but i'd forget like oh that's what i need i'd end up sitting on the bed and go ask my husband like, just just find me clothes to wear like at this point i don't have the energy to sit here and go oh well it's sunny so I probably want to wear something that's like a dress yeah, or, so just
1: throw something on me and just
0: just it. give me some clothes <laughs> and I will put them on and I will deal with whatever I look like at a later point when I have got the energy to work that out <laughs> <I'm just> saying, <laughs> but, oh no not at all but just you saying I'm not bothering what I'm
1: looking like do you know I've kind of just accepted now just not to really I used to get quite bad anxiety and things that I, I still do but like just without uh, being out in public and things and having fnd i've had to just learn you know like not to care <laughs> what anyone yeah. thinks or says because you know you do get looks if you're like yes. you know just walking funny or i've had you know full episodes out in public and you know people do look and stare and it's not even in like a bad way you know people are just curious when you see mm. something you know if i'm having a big episode at a table in a cafe you know if there was a lot of noise you know i'd be looking over to see what was going on but yes. you do need to just kind of of be able to have that sort of backbone and confidence to just push through that I feel like having FND if you do want to still try and like live a normal life or as normal as whatever you can be. Yeah. <laughs> like Whatever, whatever your normal
0: working. is and that's yeah. fine. It's, re- it's really hard though isn't it like I've had it um well I think we've all experienced it to some degree like when I have like my dissociative episodes as I've just come out of I talk like a five-year-old Mm-hmm. so i look um my walk may not go but it will be my talk and my kind of cognition and stuff like that so you'll see me and i'll be walking around and you will kind of I'll, it'll be like oh yeah like absolutely fine like gloss over and then suddenly you'll try and talk to me and be like whoa like what? yeah i what i wasn't like because there's no like outward sign at that point that mm-hmm. something is going on so it's i've had it a couple of times where people have done like a double take on me and gone huh? because you're mm-hmm. like you're oh wait you don't know you, you you weren't aware that this was how I'm currently functioning like it can be quite, uh, scary. Yeah, quite mm. scary is the wrong word but quite um I don't know what the word is I want what's the word I want mm. not, 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 sure scared.
1: Can, not scared but I suppose like the the symptoms you're describing anyway can come on quite subtle you know it's, quite,
0: it's, yeah, subtle. it's it's just different that's all and different isn't necessarily bad but I think if it's like when if you have used like disabled parking spaces mm-hmm. because um like you're but you're not in a wheelchair
1: yeah and then- but, it's
0: beca- but it's because like you're fatigued and your legs are really sore if you then get out and walk normally you can get looks then can't you
1: yeah absolutely it's, and you feel like so judged you know and it's yeah. like it's so true like the whole like you don't look disabled. I'm like, well, you don't look like a judgmental so and so, but we're both still standing here. <coughs> we know? are
0: both, we are both still here. This is both. This <laughs> or
1: time. sitting here, do you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the thing, isn't it? Because everyone assumes that people in using disabled parking spaces will be in a wheelchair uh-huh. or yeah. have some sort of walking aid, because that's what the symbol tells us. And then when someone gets out and they're not using that there is that kind of judgment of, oh, well, you're not disabled enough to need that space. Like, why are you doing I it? And I, I found Even this... on
1: buses and things as yeah. well, sorry.
0: Yeah, no, completely. And I also find that because I'm younger, people almost don't believe it.
1: Uh-huh, no, totally.
0: Like, you wouldn't question if someone of the older generation used that space that wasn't in a wheelchair. But because no, I'm no. younger, and I'm not in a wheelchair, but I'm using that space... People kind of do that look as if say, Really? Like, and it feels like they're just sort of judging me and being like, Oh, she's just being a bit lazy. I'm like, No, oh, I'm too tired.
1: I know. And gosh, like, sometimes like, you're doing that wanting to just like park somewhere else or like, God, I yeah. will just use the normal toilets up the stairs because, like, ah, yeah. you don't want to be walking out and having all those people looking at yeah. you and stuff. It's like,
0: it's, it's just, re- it's, it's another thing that I think people don't quite realize that like, you're kind of juggling at the Mm -hmm. time you're like I'm so tired like I know that I I can't I can't deal with walking that far so Mm -hmm. I will park here but then you deal with the kind of the quizzical looks of really you're using that space should you be using that space you're like yes it's fine. Just please <laughs> let me please let me park here so I don't have to walk as far. I'm not
1: doing it to be annoying. I yet. know it makes you want to like just have to like bring your like crutches next sometimes. I will just do that so that I can just pull it out and be like, Yes, you see that I do need something. Yeah. well and then it's but it shouldn't take that for people no. to look away and go, Oh, that's fine then, do you know. Like you said, it should just be like, Oh, they're parking in a disabled space, like do you know, bless them, they must have something yeah up them. just mind your own business. Yeah,
0: just stop staring. That would yeah. be <laughs> that would be really great. I've had it before i've been in the car in the space and people have slowed down to drive past as i get out the car oh my goodness and i'm like you really don't need to but there'll be proper staring and i'm like you really don't need to be staring at me like i'm not i'm not doing anything wrong using the space because i need to use the space not because you know i just fancy parking here (laughs) and you're like i know it, it doesn't necessarily always look like, there's something going on, but just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not there. No, literally. Like, oh, it, it bugs me. Oh, oh it <laughs> no. bugs me. Oh, tra- it does. Not okay. But then I, I'm like, well, maybe they should change the disabled sign. Maybe it should be something different that doesn't necessarily include a wheelchair. A bit controversial, I know. Yeah, do you know,
1: actually, I've never actually thought about that. They could just change it to a, a white D in a blue circle. Done. Yeah just yeah disability or disabled yeah that's all you need just Um, just maybe that as well will help the stigma yeah
0: yeah just a thought if anyone out there fancies you know repaving and repainting their disabled parking there's an idea for you um i don't know know if it will help but it might just take off that immediate judgment of oh, you're meant to be in a wheelchair anyway we digress we digress i wanted to go back to something you mentioned right Mm -hmm. back at the beginning. I'm dancing around all over the place. Apologies if it's not, not making any all. sense. <laughs> um, you mentioned that you were given medication. Are you medicated for your FND now, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I'm
1: not now, no. So back at the start when they were kind of between um, diagnosis with the sort of MS, epilepsy, FND, um, I was on gabapentin for a while, which was like for like nerve pain. Um oh, okay. And to be honest, oh, with me, like my whole kind of life, I've been in and out hospitals and I've been on that many different painkillers. I'm almost like immune to it unless it's something yeah. really strong. Yeah. Um, but it was almost like helping me a little bit to sort of relax. But after the sort of FND diagnosis, they stopped me and took me off that. Hmm. Um, and then that was when then I just got, it was no more like sort of physical treatment. It was then like, oh, you need to go to like psychology and like all hmm. this um, what, which I don't know about you, like it's so something that I like try to like understand. Like I fully get like the power of your brain, like how it can be psychological. Like what we were even saying with symptoms earlier. If you read more, you might end up developing more. But for me, like I kept. It was almost like before I got the FND diagnosis, they were really eager to like do tests or get me support or even give me painkillers. But then as soon as it was, oh, you've got FND, it was just straight to you need psychology and you need yeah. And I was like, but but I'm in a good place. Do you know, I was like, you know what, I work. Um, I was like, I've got my house, you know, I've got my partner, do you know. I was like, the only thing that's stressing me is all of this. So I was like, yeah. diagnosis, getting told I've got this, then get told I've got that. I was like, so I just don't understand. I'm like, how you're telling me like I need to go to psychology, and that somehow is going to stop me having yeah. such physical episodes. I was, I just couldn't wrap my head around it, and it's still something that like I'm trying to like work on. And I think a lot of people with it will be as well. I think that's one of the biggest things to try and overcome that. You need to stop feeling like it is all in your head because you know it's not. Like- yeah, you
0: can you can see it. It's not all in my head. <laughs> um, it's, it's really hard, isn't it? Because I think the kind of the view that has been had previously, and I don't know if that's starting to shift now with kind of more awareness, is that the FND is is a result of trauma.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. So therefore, if there's trauma, the kind of the historical opinion has been that therefore you need psychological support because there's trauma you need to kind of unpack that trauma and kind of yeah. look at it and deal with it but then if you're one of the people that trauma hasn't been a psychological trauma hasn't happened to cause the fnd
1: mm-hmm.
0: then there's that balance of well why then are we going to psychology i guess it's to kind of learn how to manage your symptoms and yeah. learn your talk your warning signs and stuff
1: no absolutely i mean don't get me wrong i mean i've had like. A- we'll call it an incident um which was like three years ago which mm-hmm. is very traumatic um <sighs> but I obviously only started this the blackout happened two years after that so I yeah. think to me it was like trying to understand how that could be related when it was so f- far apart but then I appreciate obviously sometimes you don't deal with things as you should have yeah um but as well you know like I said I'll get um I've been explained you know like the sort of short circuit wire like um description of fnd i don't know if i've had that before but they said that i've got that as well so you know it it can come on on its own when i'm not stressed as well like it could be just watching tv or you know stand doing the dishes and i'll black out and i think that's what gets me confused is like being told that it it is stress induced you keep your stress levels at bay and all that but then also but it can just come on on its own as well so just bear
0: that in mind (laughs) yeah it's
1: really
0: really hard isn't it because I think that so so with mine I know there are particular things that will trigger me like particular like hand positions I know that sounds really weird um like people people's hand positions or like people people scratching their ear in a certain way can trigger me Uh because it links back to kind of trauma and stuff like that for me so mine has kind of come out of trauma in a way and stress but then if it comes out washing the dishes like well I'm only washing the dishes what what could possibly be in the dishes that's causing me that this this response it's very strange but then Mm. you were saying like your well the incident for you was three years ago and it, you only started having issues two I don't know if I've got that timeline right. Sorry, is that right? Yeah. Is
1: that right. Yeah, um, <laughs>
0: nice. um, sorry, I'm kind of keeping lots of information in my head and I'm sifting through as we're talking. Um, but then for me, mine was in kind of teenage years, but it only came out when I was, what, three or so, middle, mid-twenties. Mm-hmm. So it can kind of like be kept kind of in a locked box almost. Yeah. And all of a sudden like appear. Um, But I can understand, like, it's, you're kind of like, well, why am I going to have psychological support if actually there's nothing there to examine?
1: Yeah, I just feel, like, personally, you know, with, like, the incident that happened, and if I'm to, like, start talking about that again and process Mm. that... I'm just scared that even just thinking about that is going to then make my F&D worse. And yeah. I wouldn't want to, like, trigger all that when I feel like I'm in an okay place. Yeah. But yeah. I think it is just about, like, trial and erring with yourself, with your own feelings and with your, like, physical, like, what your body, you do need to listen to your body. Yes. Because you know, it will tell you before your brain will tell you, you know, when yeah. something's
0: up. The one thing I would say is that if I've learned anything from my experience of fnd and unpacking um trauma and stuff like that whilst it's utterly terrifying and -hmm. you may have some response to it physically it's the best thing to do yeah because it just takes that weight off you um and my talking man refers to it as like it's in like it's almost like a locked box in your brain Mm -hmm. um and there's a wall around it And you might be blocking it. Yeah. And you have to hammer down that wall to get to it, to kind of let whatever's in that box out and just let it go. And then you've got more space in your brain. Um, Oh, absolutely. Like, sorry for talking, man, if I've completely butchered your description of how that works. Oh, no, absolutely (laughs) not. It's
1: very similar (laughs) similar because... we're all good with our analogies and things because I was thinking somewhat like you know it's like a volcano and that like it's dormant for years then you know it's yeah. got all that inside it but it is all there and waiting yes. to come out you know and you just need to figure out a way you can do that but also like control it you know you don't want to just unleash everything and then be like oh
0: yes and I think that's that's the role of the psychologist isn't it to kind of gradually open up or take a look inside that volcano using your analogy and like only look at bits of it. You don't want to stare down the barrel of an active volcano, but equally you want to like pick up a little rock and like look at it and examine it and then move it and put yeah. it somewhere else and then go, Oh, I don't need that one anymore. I can move that over. That's now been dealt with, but it is very, very scary to, to begin mm-hmm. that process. So I completely understand why you're kind of a bit like, Oh, like I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to start talking about it. You will reach a point. I would imagine where you, you will be able to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um it took me about a year yeah. with my talking man to unpack certain things because I just wasn't ready. Yeah. Um, but it's it's when you you'll know when you're ready to oh, do that. Um, and there's no like right or wrong time frame for it at all. It's just when you you've built that relationship with them, like you trust that like it's a non-judgmental space and you feel comfortable enough to kind of let whatever's kind of in that hidden box out
1: (laughs) no definitely
0: so in terms of your treatment and things like that are you you said you were getting lots of um things were being mentioned right back at the beginning and that's kind of faded off what treatment have you been having
1: um honestly like none <laughs> okay. um, I just yeah I just deal with it on my own um like I said I've just had to work out like when I'm getting like my episodes and things mm. just to be able to continue work and things like it's kind of been a bit of passed around hospitals here there yeah. and everywhere and, and you know nobody really knows much about it or what to do so then I just get sort of referred on to the next person
0: yeah that must be really hard for you. I, I that. <laughs> that's right, not a problem at all. I got um, a call so- from my mum and then it
1: muted the mic and I was talking.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely fine. There was always going to be something that went slightly wrong, so we've done it now, so that's fine. Um, I
1: can't remember what we were talking about. Um, neither can I. Do. Oh, I think it was like treatment and things. I'm yes. saying I'm not
0: currently on anything. That And that must be really, Do you, that must be difficult for you. That you um,
1: you you went from having lots of things mentioned to kind of nothing. Yeah, it's been a bit of a stress, <laughs> but um, yeah, honestly, like my luck with doctors, I feel like I've just got some weird curse. Um, because oh, it's no. just honestly, like any time I've went, there's always been something that's like happened. Um, I got I even got burnt on an MRI machine as well. Oh my like, goodness! Just, like how does that
0: even happen? But <laughs> oh my, oh my goodness, that that is. Oh, I've never heard of that happening before. Yeah, well apparently it does. Oh my goodness, maybe
1: but no, like yeah, I've just been I've like been referred on to psychology and stuff, so it's kind of just like waiting games there. Um and yeah, like I said, I've just been learning my own my own sort of symptoms and from what I've like read online or what I've like heard other people talk about, I've kind of just used that to sort of self-treat myself and like I said my partner he really um helps like about the house and stuff and like when I'm having episodes you know he knows what to do he probably knows what to do more than me at this point Um, (laughs) because I just you know sort of just flop to the ground and just let him take care of the rest Yeah. yeah Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not currently on anything. It does, and it can get hard because there'll be some days where, like, you know, I get really frustrated and I just wish that there was, you know, all these tools around me that I could get support from and stuff. Mm. But then I appreciate, you know, it is still quite a new and unheard of condition, so I know yeah. that will just come with time.
0: Yeah, I and mean, hopefully... Then, hopefully, yeah. And I think the other thing is sometimes it's a bit of a postcode lottery. Oh yeah, like that's the other that's the other stumbling block, isn't it? Like. In some places, you've got access to like specialist units, and you've got all this sort of thing. And then in other places, there's there's nothing, just based on location, um, yeah. which seems bonkers. I know. Unfortunately,
1: you know I'm I'm part of that because well, I'm up in Scotland. If you haven't gathered, <laughs> I I then.
0: had kind of guessed, but I just want to assume.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah um And obviously, you know, P- Professor Stone, that that's where his work is up here in, in Edinburgh. Um, but because I'm just in Bathgate, which is literally like a, a 20 minute drive, and um, mm-hmm. my postcode isn't on on Stone's catchment area, so I can't even get on him oh. or anyone really. And I'm like, oh, for goodness sake, say, like, if I just moved a wee bit closer. And honestly, like, some part of us is like, oh, do we move closer just so we can maybe get put on a waiting list? But at yeah. that point, it's like, still no guarantees. So it's like, you know, you're you're rethinking your whole life just for the sake of trying to get treatment
0: yeah and that and that's bonkers because like I've been very lucky my my postcode turned out to be one that worked really well like I've had access to speech and language therapy physiotherapy neurophysio, like um psychologists like mine's worked out really well but I find it really annoying that for other people just because they choose to live somewhere because you know they like the area or that's where their family are they don't get this access and that's it just boggles my brain
1: I know like you would think it's it shouldn't be to do with postcode. it's just no be to do with like your condition you know if you have this who's the closest to you because it's yes. not like you know we're even asking doctors to come out to us like we would obviously travel to the yeah. hospital or whatever
0: it just it just blows my, my my poor little brain it just no it just seems so unfair um but it's, um, i don't know it just it makes me cross it makes me cross um yeah. it's just you no know, it's just no i'm doing i'm i'm waving my hands around again i should really stop doing that um yeah. but it's just one um, it just makes me cross i need to pick a different topic of conversation now before i get angry
1: um, yeah, <laughs> so, uh, i um, us talking about it, and you know the more people do talk about it and raise awareness you know i feel like it is the only way we are going to get more help because yeah if we all don't shut up about it, you know, people are going to get annoyed and then they're going to have to just do something.
0: <laughs> that is it. And we're putting it out into the kind of the universe, if you like, that these are some of the issues that we are facing in the hope that maybe someone might hear it and go, you know what? I can do something about that. Mm-hmm. I can change that thing, whether it's the disabled parking sign or whether it's the postcode lottery, whatever it might be, just by mentioning it, it might just come back and work out
1: that's the
0: hope but just fingers crossed that's the whole reason I I share what I share in the vague hope that someone out there will get something from it and will find it helpful that's that's all that's all I want to do is just be helpful um what would you say because obviously you've you've had it for kind of a year what's been the the best thing that you've learned or the hardest thing what's kind of your thing that you wish someone had told you right back at the beginning
1: Oh goodness. <laughs> is that Sorry, right? that was a really
0: good I should have prepped you with that question before I asked it, so you had time to think about it.
1: Oh no, not at all. Honestly, if there's not many things that I would want people to say to me, more just that or the best thing that sort of came out of it, honestly, is like my confidence for one thing and like mm. I was saying earlier, just learning to not care what people are saying. Like if someone had just told me at the you know, it, it really just doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. What you're gonna get looks or just at least a bit of tough love and not um, sugarcoat at all because I mm. did kind of get, like, a bit of sugarcoat and it was just a bit like, yeah, it'll all be okay and, like, it's fine. And then it was, like, out the next day, you're sent home, oh, no treatment, this is your diagnosis. And then and out yeah. into the public world, people looking at you and it was so overwhelming. I was, yeah. You know, if I just being told what's going to happen like it's it is a scary thing but if you're getting diagnosed you know if it was getting diagnosed with something you know like cancer or or ms or whatever you know you are told the full steps this is what you've got yeah you know this is what's going to happen to you here's like support or how to deal with it you know with fd you got none of that so just have maybe someone to tell me like you know it's going to be scary but you will be okay and like i said you know with going out in public and you're walking funny you do have to just learn to not care what anyone else is saying and and be a bit selfish like in a good way you know because at the end of the day the only person that is going to put you first 100% of the time is yourself
0: that is very true very wise words I like that. <laughs> it, it's really hard though isn't it I think I, I, something I, I find incredibly difficult is to put myself first and, and not see it as being selfish and that's one of my own hang-ups that I need to get over but it's really difficult to get over mm-hmm. um, but it is that kind of thing of actually, well, I still want to go out I still want to go and do things and if you, if someone else in the public decides they want to look at me funny well, that's on them Like, yeah. I still want to go out and I still want to like explore the world and do what I want to do as long as I can and I'm safe to Mm-hmm. If you want to glare at me and do something, that's 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 on you. I'm not gonna kind of. It's hard. It is. Is like, I'm not gonna take that personally. I'm gonna take that as you're just not. You you haven't been informed of a condition. So yeah. This condition yet. That's all. Um, and that doesn't make it any easier. But it's a way of like separating.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It slightly so that you feel kind of more in control. I think. Maybe. No, absolutely. I know what you mean. I could be completely wrong there. So apologies for anyone that's like, no, that's completely wrong. That's not how you do it. My apologies is only my opinion and how I'm choosing to view it. <laughs> exactly. But, I think
1: that's the thing with, it, even with anything, really. You know, we all have our own way of working and our own way of, like, you know, getting through it. And it might yeah. be completely different to the next person, but as long as it works for you personally, then keep doing it.
0: Yeah, completely. Like, I've tried so many different things that haven't worked for me but it might work for someone else. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean, or it might work in like two months time. It just may not work right now. That's the thing I would say is if you find something that doesn't work right now, don't dismiss it completely. Come back to it in a couple of months and try again.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Because it might just change and you might then suddenly, it might suddenly work. It might not. And just kind of, you keep it in your toolbox and you can pull it out when you need it and then put it away and kind of change it around.
1: Well, definitely. It's good.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on and talking to me it's been lovely I've loved my first podcast back so thank you very much for joining me on oh that. not at all thank you for having me it's been lovely well anytime and I wish you all the best with kind of getting into see doctors hopefully you will <laughs> um and yeah I just thank you so much
1: thank you you too take care of yourself
0: and you bye bye